Hi everyone and welcome to this week's Monday Memo. Now, today an email landed in my inbox that left me feeling a little, let's say, defensive. It was from a colleague who told me how they didn't agree with my numbers and uh, luckily for me that feeling only lasted a couple of seconds before I caught myself uh, thinking this way. But it reminded me of how easy it is for us as finance professionals you know, to give well-meaning diagnoses to others but it might actually inadvertently trigger fear and anger in them because what would have happened if I hadn't caught myself would I have sent back a an angry email would I have represented my team in the best light possible or myself for that matter uh, or would it have been the most constructive course of action to bite back would defensiveness have been the right course of action well I've actually got some thoughts about that because in finance and accounting defensiveness is actually a really important quality of what we do I mean, we're employed and trained to safeguard our company's assets. We're, we're there to ensure it takes the right risk. That is, drive sustained profitable growth. We're there to protect the business from making poor decisions and helping them find better alternative courses of action. And the control systems and processes we put in place and develop by their nature are defensive. And at their limits, when they're really tested or pushed to the limits, they cause friction and conversation and we have to examine whether or not the control is still fit for purpose and doing the right thing. So as I said, defensiveness is a good quality, but it's probably not the best quality to have all the time if you're looking to build influence, if you're looking to generate an impact or have a meaningful career in accounting and finance. Defensiveness on its own is a barrier to successful communication. It reduces clarity it also brings emotion into the decision-making process and sometimes that might come from us in the finance team or it comes from the business themselves. Defensiveness in finance and opportunities for defensiveness are pervasive. Have you ever given someone a diagnosis of a problem and the other person's disagreed with it? What behaviour did it provoke in them? Did they get defensive and attack back even though you didn't mean to offend them? Uh, how many times has someone said, don't take it personally or you no offence, but how did that trigger the other person? Were they able to absorb your comments and be constructive back or not? No matter who's at fault for triggering fear and anger that causes a defensiveness when we're having conversations or when we send and receive emails, we also have the ability to ease that tension and refocus the conversation, the dialogue, on achieving the desired result together. So look, let's say you happen to inadvertently cause defensiveness in someone else. What can you do about it and how can we move the conversation forward? And in my answer to that, there's probably four or so things you can do. The first one is to catch your own emotional reaction and just breathe. You might find that the other person's defensiveness or even your own defensiveness triggers you or them to feel angry or fearful. It's just the brain's protective stance. If your breathing quickens or stops, take a breath right into your abdomen. Count for four. So it's quite a big breath. Then let out that breath quietly. I'm told that this helps reset the amygdala, which is responsible for that knee-jerk fight and flight response. And as your brain settles down, it allows you to do the second step, which is choose to be curious about why the person's reacted to you in such a defensive way. Try to understand why the other person's brain might have interpreted your words as a threat? Could the other person have believed you're criticizing or judging them? Could the other person have thought that you were threatening 
to take an action that would hurt him or her. And likewise, that curiosity might extend to ourselves. And acknowledge it. Acknowledge how important the topic is to the other person or yourself and explain what you meant and said. I suppose the next thing to do in that scenario is definitely not to say don't take it personally and don't be so defensive. All you'll do is just fortify the other person's reaction and yourself for that matter. Now tell the person if you're genuinely sorry for any misunderstanding but it's your intention was meant to help them and give them information that would be useful and constructive for them. And similarly saying no offence is no defence. That's what my wife says. When you say no offence, there's no defence in saying that. It immediately puts someone back on the defensive. So think about that. And don't diagnose or over-diagnose. It provokes defensiveness. Instead, take the next step, which is phrase your anger or your feelings as needs and try and make them driven by data to some extent. Explain your anger instead of expressing it. You'll find solutions instead of arguments. Are you like... You might have a a deal or a business case in front of you that you could say is very creative and the current numbers in it suggest we won't make as much money as we need to be making on it. So could we do better and put it back to the other person in your mind? What other actions or alternative actions could we take to improve the situation? Or if there's a control breach, someone had an expense paid out because they shouldn't have, you could also say, I'm not happy about it. What can we do to get back on track or improve it again in the future? A bit more constructive and starts working with the defensiveness as opposed to using it as a disadvantage. And look, as I said, in finance, defensiveness is pervasive. And that's why we bring guest mentors onto the Strength in the Numbers to share with you their stories of what's worked for them, how they've dealt with similar challenges, and also the sort of mistakes they themselves made to help you avoid going down similar precarious paths and be on more constructive paths that will actually help you become more influential, create an impact, and have more meaningful careers in accounting and finance. So look, hope you enjoyed this week's Monday Memo. If you did, please remember to share it with your colleagues and friends. You can subscribe on all the major platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, YouTube, Spotify, and Amazon Music. And as always, really appreciate you investing your time with us today. So until next time, take care of yourselves, and let's keep on building our strength in the numbers.